journey has brought me to an understanding of the divine forces with which we have all been bestowed. It was in this search that I came upon a revelation which has called me to guide millions of people towards their righteous destiny. destiny. We're gonna do a song. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do a song that you never heard before. Who's going to lead us now? We are strong. I spit that orchestral, Medina born exceptional, extra, extra terrestrial, from out the ghetto, best of you, put your yard up on knowledge like the lessons do, so fly, fiends can get high off the residue, so real and surreal and pure deal, Dante Flacco, flow handsome. What's going on everybody, welcome to Jeff vs. The World Presents, the I Am Not Dave Wrestling Podcast, episode number 13. Uh, this week I got my man Sean Covington back, what's going on good sir? Going on, baby. It's El Santo Negro in the house. You know, we all in the house. But, you know. So before we even get started, because it has been a minute before we've talked to wrestling or just in general, just talked on a podcast. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you and what it is that you can do and your social media. Well, you can find uh, El Santo Negro and the Sporticus uh, podcast. You can find us on Anchor at Sporticus Live or Sporticus. Uh, that's sports ICUS live or just uh, sport ICUS Sporticus. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Linktree, uh, Patreon, uh, pretty much everything. Rockfin, rockfin.com. Look us up on there. But you got to be specific rockfin.com slash Sporticus. So, yeah, you can catch us on everything. Um, you want to give me your social media? Uh, Twitter is no, no. Everything that Sportic is live or Sportic. Every single thing. Either, either Facebook, Twitter, Patreon. Just look up Sportic or Sportic is live. Switch. We on there too. Yeah. It varies from Sportic to And there it is. Um, it's been a long time. Uh, too long if you ask me. Have left you yeah. Without a dope <laughs> so let me ask you, as of right now, today, do you still feel like WrestleMania should be going on? Yes. Uh and there's there's uh this uh sort of Damocles when it comes to WrestleMania. And Russell but not just WrestleMania. Sports uh in, in uh, entertainment in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, general sports doesn't have that sword over because the playoffs didn't start for the NBA, but the playoffs has already started for pro wrestling, right? You okay. cannot stop them. This story cannot just be buried. It's already in this day and age, no real kayfabe things going on. You know, kayfabe is dead. Is the hashtag, you know, but. Uh, K-Face isn't entirely dead, but for the most part, yeah. Like, these are real people. We know who they are. We know they hang out and stuff like that. You know, um, like, recently it, it popped up that Dakota Kai and um, Shanna Baszler may be dating or probably are dating. You know, but they had a big feud, like, not too long ago. In fact, Shanna Baszler put Dakota Kai out. My point being is, like, how are they dating? Like, how do we know this information? So, 
the fans may be mad, the uh, events may be mad, but the show has to go on because you can't sit on a Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa feud when they just put up the performance center and say, we're going to do this six months later. You know, it, it, this stuff is storyline driven. You have to do it. Although it is not taped, although it is not already transpired and taken place like a soap opera, you know, uh, it, it still is one. It still fits in this unique category all its own to where the show's got to go on because, you know, these same dickhead fans are going to say, sorry, I said dickhead. Uh, I don't know if I can say that. Yeah, you can. You say what you want to <laughs> say. pretty sure I can pretty sure I can. I've yeah. heard the show. Yeah. But, you know, you never know. <laughs> no, but uh, these same dickhead fans are going to say, oh, you know, well, uh, you can't do this, you can't do that. They shouldn't have done this. They shouldn't have done that. It's like, okay, so are you going to support them? If they prolong the storyline, you're going to say, this storyline is cold. It's ice cold. Randy Orton doesn't have any heat on him. That's because of you. Like, you're the fan. Put heat on him again. Like, if you could hold it over, you absolutely would, right? You know, and with the NBA playoffs, the records are still what they are. So you can start the playoffs, you know, in June, and it's fine. You start the playoffs in October, and it'd be fine. You still had that record. With wrestling, it's all about week to week. So you absolutely have to keep this going. There's no way you can really stop it. Well, I disagree. And I think that wrestling itself, basically I had a chance to say, you know what? I see what the NBA doing. I see what NFL doing. I see what all sports doing. Yeah, maybe I need to do the same thing too. And the only reason I'm saying that is because while, you know, that old, the show must go on nonsense, you see how that, you see how that works out. You can just go back to the on heart. Saw how that worked out. You just leave a bad taste in your mouth. But when, I, when I'm trying to. That's kind of, that's an odd call. Well, if you were this, and the Owen Hart dies right there on the spot. Nothing you can do about it. It's like when Jerry King Lawler had that heart attack, you can either tell everybody he just had a heart attack or you can be like, well, we're here for a reason and we can talk to people for real after this or what. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. It's like with it's, the whole Benoit thing. We'll get into that too. But, like, it, but it's, what I'm saying is, okay, the Owen Hart thing, that's a, you know, what am I going to do thing that happened right then and there, but that was something so tragic. There's just like, yeah. So maybe that's going too far. And I understand that wrestling does sit in its own category, but I just feel like with everything happening and you've already seen the dirt sheets about what happened with the Miz and him being sick and all that nonsense and stuff like that. You wouldn't have to go through that. If you say, you know what, I'm going to do like everybody else. And I'm going to put a pause button on what we have right now. WrestleMania in June, WrestleMania in August, well, not August, well, WrestleMania later on or whatever would have been fine. And I just think with the way these shows have been going, like I've, I've really been tuning out of the Raws and SmackDowns because you know what you're getting. You know, it's I understand what each company as far as AEW, WWE and also NXT what they have to work with. They don't have any fans, so they have to work with each other. You have to work with, you know, 10 people in the room pretty much. And right. I get it, but now it's just starting to be fatigue of seeing that. Now, maybe WrestleMania may be taped different. They ha- I see they're having a, a, a fun house match, so that'll be a little bit different for the TV screen, but your eyes can only see the same yeah. thing for a long time. And that audience, 
that that crowd that's supposed to be there because it's supposed to be an extravaganza just feels to me it's going to be just another show that we've been seeing the last three weeks. And that's just me. You know, that's personally I, I, me. You no, know, I feel like that too. I feel like it might be that way too. But here's the thing. That show, what they do is, is art. You know, it's an art form. It's a form of art. And you can paint a painting without me, you know, without somebody ever peeing it in a gallery. You know what I mean? Like, so with that said, it's like, you can do this stuff without an audience and not you, definitely not you, like specifically not you, but there's, there's, there's a, a bunch of people who I don't refer to when I say this, but a lot of the fans believe that this shit is all about them. And oh, it yeah. isn't. That's true. And that's the crazy part about it. Not you. And I don't want you to take any offense to that. Cause no. specifically, not, and I do mean that specifically not you. Um, you're, your issue lies in something a little bit different. You're like, well, you know, I know they, you appreciate them. I don't think the fans truly do. Because they're like, oh, you know, well, they should give their, their guys a, a, a day off. What the fuck do you think two matches on, on a Raw means? You know, like, but let's be very fair to Raw. It's not like they weren't doing that shit before, you know, where they had all their whole roster and didn't have two matches. That's, that's the type of shit they would uh, catch heat for before but it's really difficult i would never want to tell you as a performer you can't perform because there's no one there to see it and i uh and, and, I, and i'm a, i just read the headline i did not actually listen to this but uh someone on pw torch i won't even drop the name i would but uh his show uh if a tree falls at wrestlemania will you hear it and i'm like who gives a fuck are you watching wrestlemania or not it's just kind of, it, it's, and like I say, it, it's, it's going to sound like I'm getting on all fans, but there is a, a contingent of fans that believe that they are everything that this, and they're not. You know, uh, the NBA was on tape delay, but yeah, guess what? When it was on tape delay, that's when, you know, that's when they got bought out. That's when they were in grave trouble of being, you know, just uh, bankrupt. So I, I understand all of that, and you do have to keep the fans happy, but it's just not all about them. I get it. Like, if it's in an empty arena, like I watched, okay, so for the very first time, I enjoyed completely AEW, both shows, the week when they didn't have no fans, I enjoyed it. And it wasn't it, it, it wasn't just because they had no fans, it's because they, I feel like they, uh, they um, live above their means a little bit. Like, they're high production value show or whatever and they're not really that they, they're more akin to in, NXT and uh, they should present themselves more like that and it's actually really enjoyable I enjoyed all of it not every single thing about it but I enjoyed the show as a whole like I'd never had before and this last week on NXT was actually pretty enjoyable that Tyler Breeze and uh, Austin Theory match was great if I ever had to show someone textbook wrestling and what you're supposed to do, and why the fuck it's supposed to look the way it does, I show them that. I show them um, the promo they did, or the vignette they did uh, beforehand when they had the altercation, and then I show them that match. That's exactly what it is. And then they have not one fan there, but everybody could pick up what was going on. But uh, long story short, well, my point is, uh, I, I do understand the fatigue factor, and uh, that's, that's yet to be proven. We'll see that. Uh, but I, I think that 
the show must go on thing is is less about the company making money because they won't make money without fans. We do know that. But it's more about this is art and we still need to paint regardless of the uh, gallery in there. You know what I mean? If you want to paint, eventually you want to you want to see somebody see your painting, right? What's a starving artist? Though? I mean, yeah, a, a but, lot of artists just create shit, but they're not they starving. Want, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of shit. You know, they're not starving. They're they're. Yeah, but it, they still pay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Right. I, I just I I just honestly feel that I'm just speaking of WrestleMania itself. That's it. Like you know. No, I know what you mean. It, it's, and the moment won't be as big. Yeah, I get all of that. it, it feels right. like a regular There's show. And you know what? I'm absolutely wrong. You know what? I'm shame on me. I don't know what WrestleMania is going to be. I have no idea what they take, and nor do I want to know until I watch it. So I could be sitting here right now and just saying, you know, I could just be saying all this shit and then looking crazy. Come you know next Saturday and Sunday, like wow, they made a, they really did pull it off. Um. I guess it's I guess it's just me personally how I just feel I just know I've been tuning out of the shows. I'll watch for a couple of minutes. If I see something, I'll you know watch it, and I'm like, oh, okay, that was cool. I think I did enjoy the AEW shows more just because they got to see what WWE did, and they can do the opposite, and they can take out all the bad, and they did all the good, and they put their own twist to certain things, which is really cool. I I, I enjoyed it what AEW did. I um, definitely did. I can say that. For the, the first time I enjoyed uh, AEW products uh, more than WWE products. I really did. I think that um, this should be this should be interesting because I wonder, and what I wonder is, hey, maybe after WrestleMania, maybe y'all can just chill out. And I know that sounds crazy what I'm saying, but it, I, what I'm just saying at this point, with the way the world is right now, everybody knows about the travel and coronavirus and all that stuff. And I just think it, this would be the best time for them to say, we can relax. We can come back. We can, we can have um, best of shows. People seem to watch those. Uh, I don't think Twitter's lying to me. Uh, you can watch those shows. They can make a, they can, oh, hell, they can make a whole hour of a shoot interview with uh, uh, who? Fucking Seth Rollins. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like they can start doing different so things. Yeah, Brock and, Brock and uh, uh, Drew McIntyre could go an hour, and that would be great. They can start to start doing different things and just be like, you know what, guys, we're gonna give you these two months off, three months off, and we're gonna come back to this. We'll come back with a draft, and then we'll see where we at in the world. Because the far, I, I would hate for a guy, I would hate for a performer to get sick. And like I said, I don't know if the Miz, you know, he all we know is that he was sick. Would he was? You know, he may just be a cold, yeah. flu. I'm not here to speculate what it was, but even taking that chance coming to the arena with other guys who immune systems are different, like, you know, Brian and, and yeah. Roman, and you see because of that, and Roman was like, that, no. That's the crazy part. That's when it gets to go into something a lot different, and it doesn't, it doesn't have a goddamn thing to do with our government or any government around the world. It's got to do with human nature and just what we're going to do and what we're going to allow and how we're going to live after this and during this. You, you know, know, it's just really weird. So, like, if you do, you know, you have to exhibit uh, certain symptoms to just get a test. So, if you just coughing, just coughing ain't enough. Yeah, you got to have a fever too. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and what if he just had the fever? What I don't know. What my point is, like, yeah, like you said, he was just sick. That's all we know. He was sick. And um, there's 
necessarily that's not necessarily a reason just on that to say, oh, he's sick. Just to because because you know what you know Roman actually still sick. You see what I mean? Like yeah. technically, Roman is still sick. Right. Remission, my ass. Roman Reigns is sick still, which is why you know we got that situation. I don't know if we do spoilers here. Or uh, I, if, if we're we just talking about, okay, no, we won't. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Won't. right. We won't, we won't, but yeah, if you guys don't want to hear any spoilers, don't look up Roman Reigns and other stuff, okay? Just don't. See, I didn't even give it away, I, I could have given yeah. away with another keyword, but I didn't. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> they're doing a great job of what they did, uh, last night, I believe. Was it last night? Yeah, last night, I think they did a good job of just keeping it going or whatever. But I just feel like, cause even at my job now, they tell us, Oh, if you feel like you have a fever, don't come to work. If you got a fever, if you got a cold, don't right. come to work. They're, they're telling us that. So of course, WWE, that, you know, big corporation, cause you know, it just by the slight chance, God forbid, if it was some, if you know, some serious, and then you got, he's been interacting with this wrestler and that wrestler. And then you will have to shut down. Yep. You had to shut down by force, you know, by choice. There ain't no choice no more. The choice is taking out your hand. It's like, well, we got to close up shop for a while because Here's this person. Hey, well, wait a minute. Well, before you jump in, and there's something really um, interesting hey, that some interesting that uh, Rich had told me yesterday. He was like, it's crazy because the Miz's thing is I'm always there. I've never hurt. I'm always there. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the student that's here every day. I got that. I got that certificate, and maybe that gimmick part, that that whole stitch, you know, stick of, uh, you know, I'm always here. He didn't really think about yeah, the circumstances. That's his. That's his. Uh, yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah, I just don't think I understand. I, like, <laughs> and this is what I say. I think wrestling has some of these rules and things that they have that they got to get away from because he should have known better. You got two daughters. You got a wife. You know, you got to start thinking a little bit different when it comes to something like this. And I don't think anybody would have looked at him different. Like, oh, well, you did miss a day, miss. You know, I don't think that would have been thrown in his face or anything like that. See, I don't know. I don't know. See, I don't know. See, here's the thing. I'll give you this one thing. Say he wouldn't have been thrown in his face, but we got one person to consider. Just one. Not everybody else. 99.9% of people probably wouldn't say a word. However... There's a billionaire that he works for that might have some shit to say about it. And before we shit on this billionaire that might shit on him, this billionaire has literally been through everything. The steroids, the Benoit, the everything. Because the steroids came up again and almost killed all of pro wrestling with Benoit, with the Benoit thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, luckily, concussions were to blame. And now the NFL is still, the NFL is going to get hurt hard. They're not out of the woods. They're going to be crushed with concussion stuff, and it will become what it is. I'm, I'm just saying. But anyway, any, that was just a, a side note. But my point is, this man has been through quite a bit. He accepts very little, you know, bullshit. Uh, he could easily influence someone with his behavior or his past behavior. Who says Vince was even there, right? Vince might have just hit call somebody on the phone or just just knowing how someone is uh affects your behavior so maybe miss was just like man vince don't play that shit i better show up right but 
he could have either did that on his own or been told. You see what I'm saying? So, like, let's not go too far. Also, I want to bring up something very, very important. You know, I, I was screaming at the top of my fucking lungs when this happened because it was, it was stupid as fuck to me. And I could not believe that we're supposed to be kissing this new company's ass when they did the same negligent bullshit. Who had a fucking full-blown flu and still wrestled the next day at a pay-per-view? Give me the wrestler's name and give me the company. That's a good trivia question. Oh, you tell me because I'm, I'm lost. Britt Baker, AEW. Oh, she did? This, this, remember this? this remember? This, remember this, yeah, remember Cody was like, she had the full-blown flu and he still let her wrestle the next day? Man, so you don't give a fuck? Like, my point was like, how could you set that precedent? I didn't understand it, man. We talk, we hate Vince McMahon. We, I get it. Everybody hates him and all this other shit. But we let this new dude, right, this messiah, the pro wrestler, come in and let somebody who had the full-blown flu less than 24 hours ago get through it like a trooper or whatever bullshit um, um, wordage he used. Come on, man. Hell no. I didn't forget that shit. Again. That's why I got a long memory. <laughs> Again. This shit like this. This dude said right on Twitter and he deleted it later. I, I, I'm, I'm not in the habit of doing that shit because even if I took it a sc- taken a screenshot, I would have just used it for my own purposes. I would have never read. I would have never, you know, posted the picture of that screenshot of a tweet. I think that's snitch. But if I know you did that shit, I want to have evidence and receipts that you did that shit. So somebody called me out. But I wouldn't post it to the public. You see what I'm saying? So I don't... Cody said that shit. I don't know if you remember that. Nah, Cody I actually don't. Shit. Man, she's a trooper. She has a full-blown flute. Yep, yep. But yep. the issue... But again, the issue... It, Cody did it. The issue doesn't go... The issue doesn't goes back to Vince. And the issue doesn't goes back to uh, Cody. The issue goes back to these weird rules or things that wrestlers have done for, for what, years. And I'm talking about before I was even born. Yeah. And it's complete negligence. It, it's not even just the rules. It's negligence on another it, human's part. His, whether his father taught him Vince or whoever, he was negligent as fuck. And so was she. Just like you said, the uh, Miz was negligent. She was super negligent. Both of them were. They're, they should never have done that. You cannot do this. Like you said, you got a family, man. You can't do that. In 2020. It's family or not, the archaic shit they do is disgusting. In in 2020, these wrestlers are smarter. These wrestlers, and I'm talking about top from the from the main eventers to the independents. These guys are smarter. They think different than a lot of the wrestlers did before them. And you know, some good and some may be bad. That's up to you to you personally. However, people take some of this stuff. But what I have been seeing is these guys are a lot smarter out here. So these guys and girls. I think it's time for them to break some of that nonsense stuff. Like, no, I had the flu. Okay. They were smart, they get a union. Well. And Triple H would help them get that union. No, if they were smart, Triple H would help them get a union. Because Triple H would be the one that could, uh, he could uh, co-op that. He could, there's a lot of stuff he could do in a union to make sure that they were good and didn't have to not police them, you know, police them himself. Especially with his new job title, he should probably make them form a union. But the problem is you'll have strikes and stuff like that. And uh, I, I don't, Union's not always the answer, man. I mean, it's, it's just not. I mean, absolute power corrupts absolute. So when you're the head of the union and you're like, well, I'm going to get all of this. I'm going to do all of that. 
you're just going to start fucking up. You know, I mean, it, somebody's got to rule over somebody. And you just just have the best ruler in life. That's all. I mean, I'm my wife's slave. And, but that's not, that's not bullshit. You know, we, it's an equal thing. So, like, we both slaves to whatever we say, right? You know, it's an equal thing. It's like, hey, you got to go through this. My wife said go clean up the house. I'm going to go clean up the house. No questions asked. I'm not going to go ask some other shit or, you know, talk about it or have a discussion. She tell me to do something. She said, jump. I'm like, yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. You know, but uh, it's archaic. Like you said, this archaic shit. They have to choose the right master. If they're going to be master to themselves only, then they got to understand that this shit is going to go a certain way, you know? Well, yeah. And, uh, and, and you know what? I'm glad that you did. You brought up the whole thing about Brit Breaker. I, either I forgot or I just totally didn't see that. It's good that you bring that up because that's one thing that I have noticed. You know, it's almost like a tick for tack as far as like the fans. And I get it. You know, it's a new company. Well, yeah, it's still a fresh new company. You enjoying it. It's something different from WWE. But again, the problem is AEW is not bulletproof. AEW makes mistakes. AEW have done things, um, you know, maybe wrong or made some mistakes along the way, and they probably will make more along the way. So just as hard as we can get on um, social media and and shit on WWE about certain things that they do and go crazy with it, yeah, you know, let's make it balanced. (laughs) That's all I'm just saying. That's the end of it. Just let's make it balanced because AEW messes up too, and they have smart, knowledgeable people in the back that have been in the business a long time. And what they say always, what I've always heard is that it's a collective effort. Everybody chips in. You have Jim Ross there. You have Tony Schiavone there. Um, Arn Anderson. You have all these guys, Dean Malenko, whoever else you need got back there. You got all this knowledge back there. So let's use it and let's be smart about certain things. Because I didn't know about the Brit Breaker thing or either I just ignored it. But that's just stuff like that shouldn't happen. You know, I, I mean, well, it, it, it was it was it was it was a moment in time. I, I believe we said something about it. Uh, I think we had a Twitter interaction interaction about it. But like I said, it's a moment in time, man. And like, I look, I wrestling is like a uh, it's family, man. Uh, I said I'd whoop Roman Reigns' ass one time in the protective business. Yep, I didn't. I wouldn't even joke. I swing on him just like anybody else. But that's not a flippant, oh, I don't care. I don't respect. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Pro wrestling, like my cousin, my brother, my uncle, his family. When I say something about pro wrestling, it's not to uh, make light of the business or uh, shit on it in any way. Uh, It's to to say, hey, look, I'm I'm closer to some. I'm closer to it than others are. Uh, some may be pretty close to it. My, uh, my point is, I said some things about Britt Baker, like, oh, she can't carry that company. She can't. It's not a fucking lie. I don't care. I'm not taking it back. But when I say she was negligent, understand, man. I'm not trying to take nothing away from her craft, nothing away from who she is. I'm saying there was a moment in time and there was a decision made. Same with the Miz, you know, like, uh, and uh, others higher up on the card chose not to make a negligent decision about themselves, correct? 
Right. You know, uh, double R, we'll call him double R, so I don't want to give him spoilers. But, like, he chose not to give, you know, he, he chose not to make that decision. He was like, nah, I'm going to make this decision for me. Part of me got a little bit mad at that, but that was that archaic way of thinking. You know, like you said, we got to pick the brains of the elders, and we got to get, we got to realize what the history was and then go beyond that. Yeah. It's not just about what wrestling used to be. It's not just about what wrestling tradition is, tradition is. It's not just about what wrestling is. It's about what wrestling's going to be. And to be very fair, they don't want to make it <laughs> the NBA, you know. I mean, let's, let's Absolutely be real. Not. The NBA is just hot garbage with the way it's changed. It is. Well, I, I, I don't think it's hot garbage. That's not what I'm saying. I think I think the NBA has changed. Uh, uh, I think it's changed for the good. I'm not going to say it's garbage. In in ways, in ways, yes. In terms of gameplay, no. In terms of the player and money, monetarily, oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And that's what matters. Oh, uh, no, wait a minute. Time out. Are you one of these people who like, you liked Goon Ball? You like people getting punched in the face and thrown down? I'll put it it to you like this. If you're going to pick somebody to have your back in a bar fight, in a fight, it ain't got to be a bar fight, in a fight period, any kind of fight, UFC, bar, whatever, you can pick somebody to have your back in a straight-up fight in wrestling from any era, positive, you are going to pick the guy from the oldest era. Maybe not the oldest, but you would pick one of uh, Absolutely not. Bob Orton friends. Absolutely one not. One of I, Ric Flair's I, friends. I, I, don't think you're picking, I don't think you're picking nobody from this era straight up. I, it might not How be from cats in this era that Hey, I'm not picking nobody from this era. I'm picking New Jack every time, all the time. See, that's old era, though. That ain't this era. That ain't this new era. That ain't. I mean, know, you don't. You, that's hard to say. Era. Who you know who got hand? Like, Hello. When, what era are you picking the men's in? I, I can't say if that man that got hand. That ain't take shit. As a, as a scrapper, he could probably scrap. The dude, you know, he's from, the, you know, he's from the East Coast. Listen. Midwest, life, so. <laughs> Listen. Okay. This, this is a. I, I rock with him. I rock with him. I'm saying he getting his ass knocked out. Like, oh, man. No. Nah, no. Nah, nah. Nah. New Jack and the Miz. We got Prime New Jack, Prime Miz. New Jack killing this guy. What I'm saying. Well, okay, Mick. What I'm saying. Anyway, you picked the dude. No, 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 no. This is what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying first. What I'm saying is, I don't. I, when I look at people, I don't say, look, you don't know what people's hands are like. That's first. the first thing. I've always taught that. So, I don't know. I, I don't know about this, Ross. I just know. I just know that New Jack, if I had somebody, if we was in the fight, I know he's going to be right there. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I just know he's going to be right there. I'm just trying to say, you know, like, the eras are different, but we can't even compare the eras anymore. You could say that in wrestling, but not quite. Because you could say, oh, well, they're more athletic, but, like, but they, don't get, they don't get hit as much. Like, it's kind of like that with wrestling, but not, not quite. You know what I mean? Like, Bret Hart to still give somebody props just like he would someone in his day. He'll do that. He'll say, this guy's better than that guy or this guy's as good as. You can still do that. It's hard to do that in basketball. Like, you got a Kevin Durant. Like, I could just take him. You got Kevin Durant. 
and he just sparked controversy. All he got a burner account. What the fuck, really? Like that alone? That ain't got shit to do with basketball. But that mentality. But but uh, not to get away from. Well, not that we got away from uh, pro wrestling. I'm just saying, like, uh, it's just so it's so different, man. I don't I don't even know how to put all of it together. So. If we get the knowledge of the old heads, you know, like you say, the Dean Malenko's and the Jericho's and stuff like that. Did she have been watched special? Um, I watched the part one. I chose not to watch part two. Yeah, I, I don't blame me. I mean, we knew part two, but there were some things. There were some things in part two. Uh, well, social media. Not really a spoiler. Yeah, can social I tell media. You a Oh, social media tell me everything, but you can go ahead. It's it's just it's just one of the first and foremost, it's just one of these stories where I feel like that Well, let me say this. Part one, I understand what part one was it was I understand what part one was. I believe that was a place, an open and honest place where um Vicky, Chavo, Jericho, uh and everybody else got to talk about Benoit. Because if you think about it, there's that that hasn't been done. It, it never has been done because it was it was almost like a it was a thing of you know we just don't talk about it, like the Candyman, like nope, don't don't say it. So I, I I'm glad that they had a chance to speak about the person that they knew before the incident. That being said, part two I didn't need to see. I, I just really didn't see it. is a downer. I was already, you know, feeling a certain type of way about um, just seeing the sun, man. Because I feel bad for that kid. Because it just seems like... Man, I never knew. I never knew, bro. And I, it, well, you don't have to watch part two. Yeah. I, I, what I, I was know. getting at was, you're right. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no what, all I meant was, like, you're right. You were right not to watch part two because everything that was in it. You knew what was coming. You knew it was detailed. You knew there were, there were key things about part two that made everything uh, it was very it was, it was necessary to a point. But like, I could just tell them to you, which I am. They brought up um, the former wrestler that brought up CTE. This is where all that shit even stemmed from in sports, period. Like, and there, there was, you know, we had the, you know, the football incident and it was, uh, you know, with people who had committed suicide in football. That was very important. But, like, when that stuff came out, if that not came out, it just would have been blamed on, on, on steroids. That would have been the end of wrestling. That's the end of it. You know, uh, it just would have been. Because if it, it was, if you look at what happened, when it happened, after all of that happened, that's when that fan base uh, was permanently gone. But anyway, uh, Jericho, like you were saying, man, you know, it was an open outlet for them to talk, right? And Jericho was the guy who got Benoit, uh, Benoit's son, David Benoit, and his auntie back together. And it was at a show I was at. It was at, uh, at um, damn. It was at All all In. All In. This dude has won AEW Championship, right? And he... I mean, it had to be all in because of everything that was showing. So I was at the show. It was at all in, and it was backstage, man. It was after he had performed. He didn't have a belt nowhere near him or nothing like that. And he was talking to them. He was like, man. And they hadn't talked since that night. Since before that stuff happened, they hadn't talked. 
So that's that's so because so that's why it was super necessary. And at the very end of it, David Benoit he just couldn't take it. He couldn't. And he saw his aunt walk in, and he saw Chavo walk in, and they comforted him, and it was dope to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, that's why I say wrestling is a family. And like, we might be estranged at times and stuff like that, but it's still a family. I ain't, not go, I ain't gonna let nobody else go at Britt Baker the way I do, or Cody the way I do, not for a second. I would never let, let, let nobody slide up in there like that, you know, because people aren't fans and they try to take advantage of things. But my, the point with all of that is, man, like, there, we have to get to a point where the show must go on. Does it make situations like it did in the past? Like like you said you said earlier, you said, man, like, it was crap. And you're right. For the most part, that show must go on thing is an archaic thing that we got to look at getting rid of. But the way you got you got to get rid of that is to make sure that it's in a, a, a fun place and a safe place. And uh, I think this is exactly what AEW and WWE as, a, as companies are trying to do at the moment. Uh, if, that, if that makes sense. It I makes sense. I know but... we don't have any audience members, but like, I think they're trying to create, hey, we should still be safe and do this. And we're, we're not going to not fold like everyone else did, but I I think pro wrestling needs to be the, the last one standing in there. I think they do. I think they need to be the last one standing. It's a, it's a it's a it's a genre where it's alpha dogs. So it's alpha dogs, there's a lot of, you know, machismo, macho man shit where people's like, you know, I'm that dude, I wrestle like this and I'm fine. Yeah, you're fine now, but 20 years from now and we see you walking with a hobble or either, you know, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's just like things like that have been instilled in, in, in the profession for so long that because it's always about a spot, I'm going to, I'm going to lose my fucking spot. If I don't do this, I'm going to lose my spot. If I don't. And, and I think that's what drove a lot of the older heads and where, you know, it was, well, I got to make the next town. I got to get in the car. I got to get in the next town. Just give me some pills. that. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's what needs to happen because once these guys, if I'm on top, if I'm the top guy in anyone in promotion and you're telling me, well, well, you, well your knees busted, so you're going to be out a month or two months. I can't tell you you're still going to have the spot. Fair. If, if that's the way you want to play it, fair. But when I come back, but when I come back, I should, I should be treated still as that act that I was when I left. I understand that I thought I had to give a title away. That's fair. Because, you know what I'm saying? Stuff still has to happen and move. That's okay. Not beefing about that. But I just, it was just always funny when I used to listen to shoot interviews a lot. Or even when you listen to like a lot of the last generation wrestlers. Because that's easier. You know, your HBKs and stuff like that. Around that era, guys, it was always got to make the money. Got to go. Don't want to lose my spot. Or, or either I have to protect my spot at all fucking costs. No matter what. And, and, and that's where you're right. See, like I said, there's two sides of this. And that's exactly where you're right with the WrestleMania show must go on thing. Like, this just strengthens that mentality of, man, if you don't even go on during a pandemic, you're going to lose your spot. If you don't lie about being sick or something in a pandemic, your spot is up for grabs. 
You know, I, I do I truly understand that. And that's where, that's where we, you know, pro wrestling has to do the work there. Uh, the fans have done, done their job. They voiced their opinion. They tried to do it, you know, but like, well, the fans are trying not to support something that they've supported their whole lives. And that's not the way you do this. It's not saying, oh, well, we're not going to watch it all. It's like, well, no, now you're hurting the artist. Now Drew McIntyre is going to lose that belt to drop uh, uh, Brock Lesnar as soon as he gets it because you guys didn't support him and they thought that he wasn't good enough. You know, like, so it, it, it's really, really odd. It's, just a, it's a damn if you do, damn if you don't situation, you know, uh, catch 22 for wrestlers because you are damned if you do. And you're probably not necessarily hundred uh, percent, but you're probably damned well, if you don't. You know what I can tell you. Uh, you know what? When you know yeah. what I can tell you, where there there is a, a a light that's shining bright about that. Now you look at NXT. Now you look at all the wrestlers have they gotten hurt. You look at Velveteen Dream when he was out with his back, and you look at Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, they didn't lose their fucking spot. They did not lose that fucking spot. They didn't get pushed down when they were ready to go and came back. They were fucking Velveteen Dream and they were fucking Tomasa Ciampa. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Velveteen Dream actually catapulted up, actually. Well, actually changed his story from that picture to a bigger picture. Yeah, that's what. But, that, but the, you get what and I'm so saying? They did it with Tommaso, too, actually. They did it with Tommaso, too, actually. If you think about it, he was just, you know, uh, tag team wrestler both him and Johnny and then he moved those guys up the main event picture right when Champ came back actually before but you know what I mean but what I'm saying is it was no oh foul on you you shouldn't have got hurt so go to the back of the right. line there was none of that nonsense and that's why I see but there was Triple H, I, not, not, Triple that's, H what is, is yeah. and I, and that's what I'm getting to it's the thing there and that's what I'm getting to I think he sees that that stuff those things that they, his generation went through and his, the generation before him is out of date. It's nonsense. We don't have to do that because the fans, the fans, <laughs> listen to the fans. Listen, if Vince would listen to the fans, I don't think he would be in a situation like that. Thank God for Drew McIntyre. It shouldn't have took this long. It really shouldn't. I'm glad it's happening. I'm glad he's going to have his WrestleMania. Drew McIntyre with his first oh, no, 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 no. I yeah, think it should have taken this long. Honestly, I think he shouldn't have been pushed to the top. I think this kind of perfect timing for him. I know this situation is messed up, but uh, had he been in that prominent spot, it would have been much, you know, too, too much is given, uh, much is expected, and I think this was more earned than, than given and expected. In, well, in terms of, he had to do the program with Dahl, he had to kind of be muddled around a little bit, but then you got to see him just kick it up or not and be the guy that we've been wanting to be. And he came out just as that. Then he has to maintain that level. And that's the weird thing about pro wrestling. You've got to maintain the level you're at. And it's hard to, you know, keep rising. Well, if you come out on fire, you know, yeah. When I brought him up, I was just, I was saying basically, thank goodness for him because the fans responded. The fans were into him. Vince went with it. He, he, you know, I don't know if it was by choice. I know the Royal Rumble was the setup. But what I'm saying is, it was a reaction, and you can tell people were like, oh, shit, here we go, finally. Because I got to see Drew working his way back up in the independence. And you're right, the first thing, yeah. no, it wouldn't have worked because he wasn't ready, and I think he's openly said that he wasn't ready for, you know, 
what he thought he was. He yeah. was immature and all that good stuff. And he had to grow. And, you know, he, you got to take those lumps and learn and grow. He got bigger. He got smarter. And he's at in the position that he is now. I just think if Vince would listen to his fans more, which he, you know, said plenty of times, he does I, I, listen to fans. You're, you're absolutely right. Certain things wouldn't happen. Like, it, it, he, he pushes back when it doesn't, there's no need to push back sometimes. Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. And then, then the disconnect comes in when, well, how many fans are billionaires? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, that's the big, but like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, 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 check it out. This dude actually does run a billion dollar business that's just been pro wrestling. This built off the back of pro wrestling. And he, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't going to never be a billion dollars with his father running it. And that's not the shit on his, his pops. The point of it is, this man is a very different man than we are. For one, he's a billionaire. You, you could call him self-made or whatever it is, but like my point is he has very different origins, very different background than we do. Like, he is a very unique character. There is no one like Vince McMahon on this planet. It's very hard to tell him what to do and say why he should have done something. Because, like I say, this dude is a survivor. He survived everything that could have crushed his business and killed him. He survived the XFL folding once, only to get back and it be successful the second time. And we don't know what's going to happen with this time, but like, guess what? The XFL was a mess. It was. It was. And, and when it's a meme about how successful it was, but it still got killed by this, that's, that's telling of the time. The memes are very telling of what's going I, on. I know that's ridiculous, I, I, but like, you know, it's, it's like a George Carlin joke. That's what memes are. You would never get me to say anything about Vince's business mind. I would, I would be a fool to sit here and argue with you about that. But at, at a certain point when you get older, I think you have to start looking at and trusting the other people around you when it comes to talent, because Triple H, yeah, when I Triple get, H is in charge of all talent now, so he does. Like, and a lot of people don't give Vince that credit. Like, well, Triple H is doing everything. I'm like, who the fuck do you think uh, Vince allowed yeah. to be in that spot? Because he allowed. Yes, Triple H kept coming up and kept coming up and kept coming up, but like he allowed. You know, that's that's kind of a crazy thing if you think about it. Like, you know, he has the ear. Vince McMahon. He, he has he the has year. But Not a lot the, of people get that. At the end of the day, Vince is going to do what he want to do. And the, and the problem is with that is, if you do listen to Triple H, then Raw will look so different. Raw would be a different show. It's not a different show. It's been, it's been a cycle of we've seen Raw has stayed the same for so long now. And I get it. You know, the third hour really fucked up a lot of shit. Because that third hour was, you know, it gave them extra money. And I'm not mad at that because without that money, there would be no NXT. I'm not stupid. I definitely know that. So, right, right. There's so, there's so much give and take when it comes to the business, though. Because it's like, all right, cut the third hour of business, uh, Vince. It's like, cool, now you don't have NXT. Right. If you don't have NXT, who knows if AEW is even as good as it is? Maybe it misses the mark because it doesn't have something else to compare itself to. But I just. Or feel, they get all the talent and they don't know what to do with it. Or I don't know. I'm just saying, like, well, maybe they, maybe it's much better. I don't know. It, it, we just need to. I just. Wise, I'm just saying. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. No, I was just saying it business wise. Uh, that gets in the way of Vince McMahon's decision making because it's not all just the business. It's not. But that's why he makes. He lets Triple H make the non business decisions. You know what I mean? All the talent shit. 
oh, you deal with all the people. I'll just tell them what to do. Like, I get that. That's actually a good thing, though. You don't want Vince McMahon dealing with people with fragile egos. Because then you, or, or, or then, then I, I, I said, um, I thought I said that wrong at first. I did. Fragile egos. Check somebody out there who thinks they're this shit, and they're actually not. And Vince has made more stars than he hasn't. Let's be real. You know what I'm saying? He's forced some people on us. He forced The Rock on us at one time, and The Rock got death threats. And then he said, you know what? Fuck it. Put him in the nation and then turn him, you know, turn him heel. So, I mean, Vince, it's, it's just so weird. You know, I don't know if people listen to the people then. Maybe he did because they said they were going to kill The Rock if he didn't fuck him. Oh, uh, yeah. Then, I think he was still, I just think when you get a certain age where he's at now, I just think when it comes to saying, you know that I don't know if you ever heard that Dave Chappelle thing uh, where he did the joke about uh, uh, the pimp. He was like, "Oh, I can tell, I can tell." <laughs> you know, that's her. <laughs> she's about to lose. This is her last one. Or she can't do no more. It's almost like that where Vince is aged out, so he think he can spot Cesaro. You ain't got it. I don't know what it is, but you ain't got it. And everybody else, including his number one star ever, Stone Cold, is saying. Vince, no, you have something here. Nope, you don't have nothing here. And, and, and we will never see it because I'm not going to allow. Like, I feel like we lost out. Right. I feel like we lost out on the chance. I don't even feel like Cesaro got a chance. But he's got a hell of a pay. I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh, I'm, his payday is probably, his bank account is probably marvelous. No problems. But again, it you know, it just depends on the type of wrestler you are because then you got somebody like Brody Lee who says, nah, I'm not re-signing with y'all. I don't care how much money you offer me. I want to go paint this picture over here. No, 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 no. I'm just, uh, sorry. Uh, no, uh, but, so, when you brought up Stone Cold, Stone Cold, uh, Stone Cold is the mark, right? He really is. So, Vince has to make his decisions and everyone else has to make theirs. Not everybody's Stone Cold, I understand that, but like Stone Cold got hurt and he still remained relevant. People have got to be more Stone Cold than they are not Stone Cold. They really do. Everybody's not a star. These guys are physically gifted athletes, but that don't mean that they're a great personality. Or they might be great personalities. They don't mean they're gifted athletes. Or they might be a little bit of both. Or they just might be, they might be everything except they don't know how to pull it out. Ricochet's great. I think he's fine on the mic. I think he can be fine on the mic. He's, he's charismatic. I see it. I know he is. You know, he he, he he can get at people. I think he probably needs to heal, to be honest. Uh, John Morrison is healed. He works better as a heel. You know, some people are really cool, really great personalities. But man, can you put that on TV, though? Sometimes you can't do that. So, like, when we say, you know, uh, people lose their spot, why'd you lose? Stone Cold didn't lose his shit. He didn't, though. Stone Cold didn't lose. The Rock didn't lose. And you look at them, you say, well, they're the best ever on the mic. How did they get there? You know? It was different. It was different. It was a different Maybe. business. But, like, can you get there? Look at the men. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you get to a point where you can be valued at, at, at what you should be valued at? It, it does. The Velveteen Dream, he was, uh, I know he was doing some uh, K-Fade shit when he was doing it, but it was kind of a shoot, too. Hey, talent needs to pick it up. Talent needs to be the type of talent that can 
get over a certain hump and be here and be there and do this and do that because you're the one who chose to sign with an entertainment company and entertain people. And part of your entertainment is not on, not in the ring, not on the mat. Some of it's on the mic. And you, whoever you are, it has to shine through. And if you miss the ball, you might miss the train. You might miss the gravy train. I don't know what it was with Cesaro, but Vince said he was missing something. And guess what? Probably is. Because every time he got that shot, every time every time Vince says something about somebody and they get that shot, we see them fucking face. What the shot? What shot did he get? Oh, God damn. We keep failing. Wait a minute. Let's stay on Cesaro. What shot did he get? I, I got to remember. I remember he had great matches on TV. That's what I do. I remember he was having that run of just great Cesaro raw matches. Many pushes. Cesaro got he got many, many pushes. Okay. Cesaro had, also, when he was with uh, Oksana, that wasn't like that was crap. You know, he was actually pushing Cesaro. Cesaro was supposed to break out of that. For whatever reason, he did not. He did. You, you sure? Know was, he putting a, was he putting in a position to break barrier. out? That's And you know what? I always say that that's fine. If you want to say the language barrier, I can live with that. But I also can it live with It could easily be that with Cesaro, though. It could be. And we don't, we don't, see, the problem is this. We don't know these guys personally. We, we just can't say that it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, if we don't know them personally, we just can't, um, since we don't know them personally, we just can't say that, uh, it's this or it's that. You know, we, we have no idea. But, since, it's literally the guy that's been doing this for decades. And when he don't see something, he know it ain't there automatically. We can say most of the time he's wrong or, or he was right about this or that, but we don't know specifically what it is. So we're a little unfair to everybody in that party in that regard. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it is about Cesaro. And maybe Vince really don't know what the fuck it is. Because he actually said he don't know what it is. It's just something about it. He said he's missing something. But, like, I, being is, I, I will say this. We, we overstep our bounds a lot with, with uh, no, really not, not even with the company because I, I I will say this. I have two things to say, and this is the first thing. When I've been going back, uh, watching a lot of Ring of Honor DVDs, a lot of 2004 and 2005, uh, a lot of CM Punk, a lot of Samoa Joe, I knew they could be fucking stars. I knew it then. I said, hey, these guys can be something. I didn't know how big, but I knew they were bigger than where they were at. I saw that. I didn't need to know them personally. I saw their promos and I saw their in-ring work. And they weren't even close to the, a finished product because a wrestler is never really a finished product. They're always going to learn. Right. So. True. true. Like, look at Jericho. Yeah, like, <laughs> if, if he ain't one of the goats, I don't know who he is. But the second thing he, is. He, he, the second thing is, if you look at old, old basketball players, Jordan in the Wizards outfit, um, eventually Tom Brady, uh, people age out of certain things. I saw Peyton Manning at yep. the end throwing ducks, and I'm like, wow, okay. Ooh. I saw I certain things. We. So what I'm saying is, while Vince is probably one of the greatest business minds, I'm talking about in everything because he built 
that WWE brand into an entertainment, to a network, to all that good stuff. And I know people helped him along the way. There's no doubt about it. He has had help, but he's been the, you know, I'm taking the bigger risk than all of you. I will never knock him for that. But sometimes when you get older. He always put it on his name, too. He put it on the McMahon. That's one thing. Like, even if wrestling failed, we would have blamed Vince McMahon. We wouldn't have blamed Chris Benoit. We would have blamed the shit out of Vince. Because he he always led the charge. Like you said, he put it on him. You know, you always thanked everybody and then he put it on him. You know, he said, we got a wonderful staff, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, he's got the McMahon name on it, you know. So what I'm just saying is that I just feel that Vince, as far as choosing and seeing talent, like he probably looks at Rick and Shane's, oh, that guy's a baby face. No, the fuck he isn't. The garbage that they hand him to read is not something that he would say. And I understand it. Bro, you got a job. You're going to do what they tell you to do. It's all good. He is nothing. He, he probably. He is an absolute. Is kind of weird. He's an absolute uh, uh, tweener, maybe RVD-ish heel in ECW. That's what he yeah. needs to be. Yeah. A yeah. shit talker RVD that can back it up. He can back it up in the ring yep. and he can talk his shit. Not this. I just want to be a superhero, but I understand that's what Vince sees because he's 70 however years old and that's what his eyes as a 70-year-old man sees. And I don't see just the thing too. Like when you go to WWE, you're a brand. And I when you're an independent wrestler, yes, you're a brand, but like I mean <laughs> yes. When you get to WWE, the bar is stone cold in the rock and now Cena. So here's the thing. And and here's a here's a, here's a tall task. It's Ricochet, someone you can see being John Cena on commercials, I mean, in commercials, in movies, starring in them in a Fast Furious movie. Like, could he be, if they had a, the equivalent of the Lord, uh, let's, I don't know, new Star Wars movie, can he be the lead? Well, that's. Can he be a main character? In new Star I Wars am, movie? well, I'm going to be honest with you. I think a lot yeah, of that. That's a tall task. No, let's, but. Fast Furious 9, it's not trash. And John Cena is the fucking main villain in it. Or but let's be clear about I that. That's not be, that's not because of you know anything. WWE gave him the 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 starting point with what was the Marine movies. Yeah, they let him do the you know they let him do the WWE movies. Yeah, so he got his taste. He got his he had his training wheels on. He was learning. But then he went out on his own in Hollywood and started getting the small roles, small roles, then bigger and bigger, and, and now we're here. So I'm not so sure I would say WWE. They gave him the the platform for the, the training wheels, the, the beginning. Right. right. I'm just we don't no, know. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like what Ricochet is, we don't know because like while, while the babyface superhero hasn't caught on, the hellish asshole might catch on. We don't know because he hasn't given the chance to do that yet. He's been yet. trying to do it. <laughs> well, right. uh, and um, maybe him and Cedric Alexander can, but like, here's the thing. Go do it, man. Because, because here's the thing. Vince wants you to challenge him when you're wrong. When you're wrong, you better fucking say something. Because if you are, if, if, I mean, yeah. when he's wrong, when you when he's wrong and you don't say shit, boy, will he come back to you and say, why'd you let me make that mistake? So See, you'd rather not stick up for yourself and worry about your job. And he'll do that shit for you. Do I don't think shit. it's like that you know anymore. He's 100% right. Because you should stick up for yourself and what's right and say, hey, look, man, this is a mistake. Don't do this. You should be willing 
thousand and nine when it was big shit. Like, okay, so uh Jericho, uh uh I'm gonna say Dean Ambrose. I feel like Dean Ambrose um backed off more than he should have, to be honest. Uh a lot more than he should have very fair, I think. Um Stone Cold, he was re- he was a respectful distance. Stone Cold's a little different. The rock kinda just follows suit with everything, right? See, I, so it's so I mean, but I don't. To be fair, I don't think The Rock had anything wrong with what his character was. He was also, you know, the main dude, or one of the main dudes. So uh, Triple H got the. He wasn't the main dude. So Triple H got the stand between and did what he wanted to do with DX and all this other shit, right? So nobody was really watching Triple H. He could just kind of do whatever. Him, Tom Michaels. All the while, you know, they was already dreaming of NXT. That was already what they were going to do anyway. In, in DX, they already knew NXT was coming. That's why everybody ended up getting a job in NXT. And Road Dog was just, you know, head writer or uh, head man in charge of SmackDown not too long ago. Point being is, I don't know what thing, what format that Vince really puts out there, what template there is for them to follow or to put out there like that. Because you, your own individual, right? You can, you gotta say he at least lets you be your he might not let you be yourself on TV but you your you yourself when you come to him because he he either says yay or nay on you you know straight up and 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 some people he give a shot and some people he don't he don't see it and you're right I think he aged out of the position I think he has yeah, that's all I'm I saying I think he's more he's a great GM uh maybe more better of a I don't know. He's a better owner. Fuck it. He's Robert Kraft. He really is. And then Triple H would be uh, Triple H's, uh, you know, uh, um, um, fuck. Bill Belichick. And then I don't know who the fuck Tom Brady is. He's an older dude. I don't know who the fuck Tom Brady would be. But there's Tom Brady in there. So maybe John Cena? I don't know. <laughs> you no, know because nah, he's – John Cena's out the door, so right. he's not Tom I'm, Brady. I'm, I'm guessing now. The analogy has to break down. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But my, my point Robert Kraft's a great owner. Uh, I think I think this man is to a large degree. A lot of people shit on him and all. Oh, you know, they done this, they done that, they racist, they this, they that. It's like, why'd you take hundreds of thousands of dollars from them then for years? Like they so bad yet you kept signing that goddamn contract independent. People are not going to be let off the hook for that. As much shit as the WWE does, you signed on the dotted line for, to put up with it. A lot of people did. A lot That's of people true. did. It's like, well, I, I didn't know they were gonna do this. I'm not. I'm not talking about people they flipped the script off. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about uh, people Even who still. knew better. Who knew what was up? Is Jericho over there? No. Hardy over there? No. Because they didn't want to do it again. Yeah. And they already they, knew it because this time they didn't want to sign. This ain't the first time that they didn't sign with them. You know. Yeah. It's 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 honestly a choice and. I've always heard that back in the day when people were saying, oh, how is it over there before they would decide to sign or not? You know, people would tell them it's like A, B, C, and D. And they were like, well, you know what? I'm going to try it for myself or I'm going to stay over here or I'm going to go to Japan or whatever it is they decided to do. And it's very telling when veterans are saying, you know, I'm just tired of the WWE's, you know, the way they do things. And, no, you're right. Yeah. And it, it's, sure. it, it's, it's because that means that well, something's changed over there, or something's not quite right, because Jericho pretty much. What what? Ha- I always wonder how many times was he told no 
last the last time he came back? I would like to know that. How many times were you told no, Jericho? We're not doing that. It may be a lot. Um, I I got an even better question. Why wasn't I, him him and Triple H don't have to be cool with each other? But like, why wasn't Triple H overseeing what Jericho was doing? Because we would have had what Jericho's doing right now in AEW one WWE television. And I, I gotta say, if he was doing, because we saw we got the, the festival of friendship which was great. So Jericho's great across the board, no matter where he is or what he's doing. He's going to be this level. Of, he's going to be what, at the highest level of success. What I heard um, on a Matt, what I heard, what I heard from Matt Hardy was that, well, from what his experience was that Vince was telling him, you know, you're aging out. You're starting to show. You know, you, you're, you're, you're seeing that you're older now. So we want to do this with you. So maybe that. that I wholeheartedly agree. So maybe Jericho, maybe he told Jericho. I mean, maybe Jericho didn't want to go through that. But see, there's a difference with with what I think is Matt Hardy is going to be more helpful with AEW as far as other stuff. There's going to be outside the ring. Um, I don't know. Um, he's a special talent, and not. It's so hard to tell. Man, wrestling is just so. I can't take a, there's no head coach, right? There's not a head coach. I could just not like Arn Anderson fake garbage bullshit head coach. Fuck that gimmick. Fuck Cody Ford. Fuck Arn Anderson for going with it because he's stupid. Anyway, sorry, I had to get that off my chest. Haven't done podcast in a while. <laughs> I think all of that is trash. Dumb. Even he even has a playbook that he puts his, his, it puts over his mouth when he comes to the ring. Shut the fuck up, Arn Anderson. I'm not a fool. Be better than that. Anyway. With wrestling, I don't know if people would be able to take that direction. Bill O'Brien just got rid of one of the best wide receivers <laughs> in the game. But you Bill, see what I'm saying, though? Bill O'Brien's a mad man. That this gonna jive? Like, Bill O'Brien, tell me that wasn't the Vince McMahon thing to do. That, that was straight up Vince McMahon. No, it wasn't. That, you know, that was a probably drunken, coke-induced decision he made. Like, well, I'm just going to, yeah, I'll trade you for <laughs> David Johnson. Nope, I'm not gonna. Nope, I think he did that. <laughs> I, I, I know you. I know. I know you. I know you bullshit. I'm saying. Nope, I'm not gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Of oh shit! This man don't do shit. Pretty sure this man does absolutely nothing. Just like Trump does absolutely nothing. They are the men they are because they are the men they are. And Bill O'Brien is ridiculous. This man has been ridiculous. Like, so I. So I look. All I'm saying is. I think you might be right about Matt Hardy. You might be. But I think it's more of a chance that you're wrong because I have not seen that yet. I haven't seen a mentorship program in AEW. And there are a lot of independent guys, man. I don't know if you could just corral them like that. The elite, well, I, I'm going to be real with you. I don't think the elite could just corral people. They're going to be loose cannons. The, the elite don't have their uh, finger on John Moxley. He could do whatever the fuck he wants whenever he feels like or Jericho, and that's a good thing. But see, I think I think some point, I think you're wrong about that because everything I've heard, there really is a collective effort from everybody over there in AEW. There's not one man to say this should happen. What do you guys think? It's always those guys talking and throwing stuff at the wall. 
Now, is it them every day That's doing right. that? I don't think so. But I think it may be uh, Christopher Daniels, Jericho, and Kenny one day. And then the next day it may be uh, the Bucks and so-and-so talking about matches. And I think I, I think I like that environment a lot more than just go do this, A, B, C, and D, and get out the ring. Like, I understand. and that I, work- I like that, too. I, I, I just don't know. I'm talking about uh, personal. Uh, I'm talking about being a head coach. I just don't know. Like, you can have a Bill O'Brien moment when you get rid of your best wide receiver just because. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I've heard I, about I, Matt. I'm not trying to go. Matt has. I'm, uh, he, and I'm just saying there's no evidence that I should believe necessarily. I Do I hope? Hell yeah. Do I hope? Absolutely. I hope there's a better. Uh, I hope there's a really good situation for everybody over at AEW. Do I think it's going to be better? I don't have any evidence to suggest that it will be. As a matter of fact, it's because, you know, I would have, if I had to pick, I'd say no. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick no if I have to pick. And it's not against Matt Hardy or Jericho or anything like that. What I'm saying is, ain't no head coach over there. That's a big, that's different though. That's, it's, wrestling is so different. There are no head coaches. They can't really be head coaches. I mean, they kind of can be. I don't, I don't know what. I mean, if you want to be, if if you want to be, not the same. So I, I don't know. Yeah. If you want to be real, Tony Khan is the head coach. He may be hands off, which I'm sure he is. He's the head I would coach. I say he's more of a general manager. I mean, although he's not, I get it. His role isn't more. He's he's more, he's more uh, Robert Kraft. Actually. You know why I say he's more head coach because he's too buddy buddy, and we've seen buddy buddy coaches before. You've seen it in the NFL. You've seen it in the NBA. There has been coaches like that. And I think, and I'm not he's saying. He's way too buddy-buddy, man. Because, he, because deal, he's a fan. He's a big deal breaker for me, to be honest. He's a fan. But, and I'm not mad at that. But I think he's. So, Jericho, comes to, Jericho comes to the table with some real shit and say, hey, you need to make a decision regarding this. Big, straight up, big ass decision. Like, because there's shit that's going to happen in this business. And I don't know if he's going to escape. What? I mean, we already know that. There's a Benoit situation out there. Would he have survived that? Not even even something that heavy. Just the steroid situation. Would he have even survived that? I mean, we can't can't do that. That's hard to say. You need a head coach for that shit. You need a head coach. You need a Vince McMahon. You need need somebody who's going to make the decision right then and there. And not question, not nothing. You need someone, one man, one solitary person, in, you know, or, or you, you could have a governing body that's in 100% unison, not a, 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 a bipartisan vote or like, okay, we got a majority vote for this. Stuff. No, listen, listen. You need a district man that's going to say this, this, and that. I don't know if he could do something. Let like me tell that. you something. I don't know if he would. He probably. He absolutely like would because the Khan family makes money. So they make decisions. And I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here. Yeah, he can make the decision. Yeah, would they like it? You know, who cares? Because in the end of the day, he has to. You know, he has to make those decisions. And he's a businessman. I one of the one of the first interviews I heard him say when all this AEW stuff was coming is like, I'm a businessman first. I want to make. I want to be able to make money at the end of this. And he already knows he's gonna take a loss already. He's taking a loss. Hey, but uh, but they no, were. I think they're gonna be making money real soon if they're not already actually. Well, with the you know with the coronavirus right now, you know who know who who knows how long this whole thing is gonna last. So what I'm saying is, what I'm basically just saying is that if everything was the same, 
he had a three-year plan where in that third year or after that third year, they would really be bringing in some money. Now, we'll see how that plays out. Um, before we get out of here tonight, I need to ask you, do you feel like any matches on the WrestleMania card? Um, I know some of the matches, but we'll just go with the big matches. Um, do you feel any title changes? What happened? And we'll start with uh, Brock versus uh, Drew. Prediction. Oh, man, that's really difficult because uh, what we were what we started off with originally, how we got into, you know, WWE and just pro wrestling, how they, how they handle everything as a whole in their history and how they will in the future and how they are currently and changing their culture. We got into it because, of, you know, uh, you asked questions, should wrestling, you said should WrestleMania have been postponed, right? And I didn't, I didn't even know where you stood with that because uh, I've been off Twitter for a while. But um, hate it. I, re- I really hate it for Drew. If he's going to get the title, I really hate it for him. I'm sorry. If Drew's going to go over, I really hate it for him because I feel like he, I feel like he deserves. And I know that's a strong word, deserves right. in wrestling. But I no, feel you're like right, you're right. I'm right there with you. I I I, I am. I think the exact same thing. Those are my words exactly. If he's gonna go over, it needs to be in front of the crowd in, in the deserved crowd, like he earned. Um, yeah. That being said, that's the, that does not keep in line with this show must go on thing I've been talking about. But with the show must going, the show going on, here's here's something you can do. Now, you can change the title there. I believe they will. And I think he'll get a hero's reception at Raw. Because I think people will be so goddamn happy that wrestling. You know, they can see oh, yeah, that, love them, that right? first show with fans so is going to be think, insane. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no. The first show or not, I think the very first time he's on screen with fans and a live audience, it's going to be a giant roar. They're going to love it. I think the first thing you do is open with Drew McIntyre, and I think they will. And I think she's going to get a hero's welcome. They're going to say, you deserve it. It's going to be great. The wrestling's going to be back. It's going to get a great, warm reception, fun uh, 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 fun show. But I, I think what you do is you go through with SummerSlam. I mean, I'm sorry. Damn, I gave it away. WrestleMania exactly is planned, right? Exactly is planned. Uh... You do whatever title change you will, and that will go down. But like, I think you give it to, to Drew, right? Um, and then, because because you're not prolonging story, you tell a good story, man. This this artistry is about the story in the ring. You tell that goddamn story, and you write that book, and you say this is the book, read it or not, right? I think that's what you do. Uh, and at SummerSlam, you get to show the people what you were really trying to do. You know, I think you run them back. I think you run everything back in SummerSlam. Almost everything. I think there's stuff that probably needs to move on or whatever, but like, I think you're running it all back in SummerSlam, man. I, I think that's what you do as a blanket situation. You say, all right, you got to do WrestleMania. You have to go on with it. Absolutely has to happen. Cool. SummerSlam is where we're really going to turn up the heat, though. Because that's also their second biggest show of the year, or maybe not second biggest, but it's one of the, you know, major shows. So, yes, I think you give that, that belt to Drew, although I am in favor of him winning it, you know, in front of an audience as, as well as you are. I think I think no one would disagree with that. So we're going with Drew. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> Goldberg versus Roman. Let's go. We'll, we'll put it like this. Do you feel like Goldberg is on a retirement title? Yeah, I was like, you have to. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like he's on um, retirement? Um, yes. Yes. Currently, yes. Okay. I cannot say why, but yes. And I think that's actually probably a big dumbass mistake. Actually, here's the thing. You don't book Roman Reigns to win that match. You don't book him in that match. Roman Reigns is DOA no matter when, where, or how you fucking put him in this match. He's DOA, man. D-O-fucking-A. If you have him win that belt and not in front of people, oh, he didn't get booed. Watch they boo his ass when he come back. Right? That's like he's going to get the opposite reception. Not the polar opposite of Drew. But he's gonna get the opposite reception as Drew. He's gonna get his ass booed. Maybe not out of the building. He's gonna get booed. It's gonna be uh, people aren't going to be content with him winning. Uh, and even if you were to, I don't know who you put in there. I don't know. Let's you know if you want to put like a, I don't know sub like a, a John Cena in there or a Braun Strowman. If they were to beat Goldberg and then they got beat in SummerSlam, what's the goddamn point? Like. What's the point of this whole match? It's stupid. Fuck him. Yes, I think he'll retire. Just because of the circumstances. Okay, so <laughs> I'm, I, I know that was a I'm not sure about this match. Um, so, yeah, I'm not even going to predict. I don't even know what the fuck's going to happen in this match. <laughs> it could. <laughs> right. it could I like that. That's a really good. Yeah, because it, it could go. It could go either way. Um. Okay, so we we'll, we can go to Cena versus uh, the Fiend. Ah man, unfortunately, I think John Cena's gonna win this one. You think so too? I think so too. I'm just like yo. I, I think he can't. I I think they're gonna bury him again, but I think that it, I think Bray Wyatt needs to win this. But I mean, I don't really know how much it means. Okay, he beat John Cena. That's cool. He didn't lose to him again. So I that's think great, but he didn't. You know, he beat he beat somebody who's not even doing shit. I think what happened is with the Fiend character, shit. This will add more minutes, but I was going to keep it short. I think WWE made some mistakes. They made some mistakes with the Fiend character, and now they tried to correct it with certain moves that they made with Goldberg getting the title and all this other different stuff. So now that you put him in this position. Really, either way, does it mean anything if either one of them wins? Doesn't mean nothing for Cena because Cena's out the door. I, oh, I'll come help out here and there, but I'm Hollywood now. Lord knows. <laughs> Lord knows if this movie makes a billion, he's out of there. He is gone. So, and I don't see if Fiend beat him, then I'm like, yeah, maybe y'all should have kept the title on him. See, I start questioning certain yeah. things, the way it's things to happen. Blue, blue. So I'm just not, I'm not sold on this match. I really don't think it matters, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just say Cena wins, and maybe Fiend beats him up at the end of the match. Who knows yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Here's the thing. Now that it's changed for to a Firefly uh, Funhouse match, I think they're gonna do the good version of. Uh, like the the, the the Disney Plus version of what they were trying to do with him and Randy Orton. Gotcha. Like yeah. last time, we got the Great Value version of that match. No, like, you know, got... I think we're gonna get the Disney Plus version. <laughs> we got. So the... I think this would be really good. And John Cena's an actor. 
And I think he's going to sell the kick really well. You know, Randy Orton was in the Marines also. I almost said the Marine too, which he actually may have been in. But yeah, like, I think he, it was. Get why I didn't say that. <laughs> he was in the Marines no. movie also. He also was it? Huh? Did, did he come? Was it DiBiase? Yeah, I think it was DiBiase. Then it was Randy Orton. I think it was like a. T- it was, it was DiBiase. Yeah. He was in one of them. Fuck it. Right. Then it was a miss. Yeah. Miss <laughs> Miss took it to places has never been. Right. No, I mean, but I think it's going to be a, a pretty interesting match to say. Well, you know what? And I'm, I'm going to take it back. Typical, so that's- it's a fire front house match. Maybe I just didn't see that. So then, then the Fiend is going to win. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, but he could lose it. I mean, you never know. Maybe Bray Wyatt isn't. I don't know. Maybe he's he got Cesaro in the back. Okay. I'm not going to go through all the matches. The one last match I want to talk about, this last match, I think this match is very important, is the uh, Charlotte Flair versus um, – uh, Rhea Ripley. I think this match is super important, man. Uh, Rhea, Rhea Ripley's gonna win that one, and that's why it's so important because she needs to win it because they need that big win. The next team needs that big win. Survivor Series is cool, but it didn't launch them to the ice they thought it would. Uh, by the way, I do need to see the uh, I want to see the AEW numbers, whatever. Uh, this week. They need to get over a million a week. They need to get over a million views, or they need to at least be neck and neck with uh, uh, AEW. That's a, that's I, I believe that's what this is all about. And when I say that, it's not about the actual viewership. It's about where they need to be, and that being the measuring stick. They don't really give a fuck about AEW whatsoever. Like, nobody over there does. I mean, think about it. You, there's no way you could really be dragging yourself down by what a newcomer company does, whether they do it better than you or not. They ain't been here as long as you have, and you guys still got your work to do. With that said, I think you need a large feather in your cap, and you need to, like somebody like Charlotte to take that hit. Now, I do think that Charlotte is on her way down to the next seat. Maybe not down, but I'm sorry, over to the next seat. Two, two reasons why. Can't have her and Becky on on uh, Raw, right? Mm-hmm. I know you're taking some star power away from Raw, but you can add that star power to be EO over there or something. I don't know. You know, uh, and Bianca Belair, although I think both of them are going to SmackDown, or at least one of them, Bianca Belair. You, like you said, it's very important, and NXT has to find its footing as a, as a top brand. They need to start bringing in millions because Raw and SmackDown do. You see what I'm saying? Not because of AEW, because AEW don't even bring in millions. But NXT needs to step up. And I like people are saying they need to tour and stuff. I don't even think it's that. You know? Uh, oh, you don't see these political shows touring. They don't. And no, I, I would say I would say touring would just... Uh, no, no, it's not necessary. It's not. No, it's, it's not. It's not. At I least right now, it's not. But, like, nah. I don't need to. I, fuck that. That's stupid. It's dumb. It's just, especially now, they're not doing now. Have they let go of the performance center? Where the fuck would they be? Man. And AEW, if had they not had a big owner, they'd be out. They'd be done. They'd be done. 
And that's sad to think about. It really is. AEW could have been gone had they not had the right parent company. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, had it not been the Khan family, it would have been fucking total. And uh, MLW was supposed to get a, uh, a TV contract, and I don't I don't know where they'll be. But, like, back to that match, which ties – Think about how, how important that match is. Like you said, you think it's a very important match. I just talked about MLW and that TV deal. This is because you got NXT with this TV deal. You got AEW with this TV deal. So who's NXT going to put on the, on the front of their shit? You know? Yeah. They could put Charlotte Flair up there if Charlotte Flair goes over to NXT. But she can't go over to NXT unless this match happens. And she doesn't have to win to go over there. She could say, you know what? I hate that I lost, and I want to start from the bottom. I don't fantasy book it. I'm just saying, there's a reason for her to go over there, win or lose. If you make Rhea Ripley lose, you shit on your brand. I think you do. Not too bad. It's not too tough a shit. It's not something you can come back from. But I think if you do that, you take that brand and you say, well, they're not as good as uh, formerly main roster people. You know, They're not good as the Hollywood brand. I think it makes people take a step back. I think all the AEW fans and all the former uh, fans and all the all the all the fans that don't really give a shit that's kind of looking and seeing what's going on uh, from a distance. I think they go, "Oh well, why would I come over there when you don't even value people? You put Charlotte Flair and other main roster people ahead of them, like you say, like they're losing a spot for whatever reason. Like they're getting Cesaroed again. You know, it, it all goes back full circle." Are you burying this talent? What are you doing with it? What are you not seeing them? Like, does Vince not see something in NXT? Is he doing what he did to Cesaro, Ricochet, and all these others? Is he doing that to NXT if he puts the belt on Charlotte? Is it, is it because he's out of touch? Or is he actually just trying to elevate the brand to be where the other brands are in the millions of you? We want a bullshit level, a C level, for NXT to be. 1.5 million viewers. I think that's pretty cool. Or at least, at the very least, 1 million. I think that's where this needs to be. And I think this is the match that gets it to. Um, I'm right along with you on that. I think Rhea Ripley's going to win. I do believe that AEW, AEW yeah, NXT is about to be in a transition as far as their top talent. Um, I think Rhea Ripley's going to be the face of the women. And I think that uh, Velveteen Dream is going to be the face for the men. And I think this is going to try to shift to get those more viewers out there for the simple fact of we can have Velveteen Dream and he is our biggest character. He is our biggest, uh, uh, biggest boisterous, you know, uh, superstar in NXT because everybody knows, you know, he when he comes out there, all eyes are on him, no matter what. Yeah. People pay attention to his promos. People want to hear him slick talk. And he can have good matches. I love Adam Cole. I'm Adam. I love Adam Cole. In ring work since he was in the Indies, and he really started finding his groove as the Ring of Honor champion. I was like, "Yo, I like this guy." Yeah, you can talk about his size, but in that ring, he can wrestle. He can do his job. But now the transition happens because Velveteen Dream can be a household name that casuals can get behind. That's what I feel. I feel like casuals yeah. can see him and say, what is this? What is, what is this? He's cool. Or the women can say, oh, he looks good. Whatever it may be. 
And then I think Rhea Ripley is so different than anything on the main roster of uh, SmackDown and Raw. She's 2020. I can say that. She looks, she, she's got a very unique. modern look. I think she's going to draw in a lot of people. Like, my wife was watching Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley go at it. Like, she likes that match. You know, she don't even, she don't mess with wrestling like that. But, like, she liked that match. She liked what she saw out of it. She liked how different Rhea Ripley is and how, how the stark contrast between her and uh, Bianca Belair. She loves exactly. how different NXT is versus um, Raw. Raw is a bigger production. Yes, it is. It draws you in with more lights and cameras and stuff like that. But, like, um, uh, she, she, the characters, though, when she want to watch wrestling, she's like, NXT is the wrestling show. And, and Raw is the more production stuff. I can kind of loosely watch and keep on in the background. And like you, like you say, Rhea Ripley is the one that's going to draw, uh, she's going to draw new eyes to that brand. She's going to catch, she's eye-catching. Yeah, Very. she's eye-catching. Whether it's long hair or not, she have long blonde hair or not, she's still... Just, it didn't matter. Uh, she a, has a very unique, I mean, even just down to her facial, facial features, she's just different. And she doesn't look like everybody on Raw and SmackDown, all the women on there. And Very exotic. Very exotic. And uh, um, gotta be gotta be careful with her too, though. Like that's that's one thing I've noticed. Look how soft and like actually delicate and elegant she looks, man. Like for real, like she's yeah. very elegant looking. Even though she's wearing all this hard stuff and she's this tough badass, but when you, she does, she does a sit down an interview and it's like, oh man, you're like, you know, she has to, it takes away from her uh, edge. It just does, and it's it's not on purpose. It's it's just how it is, like just see right into her and, and, and even though she's a badass I still know that and see that it, they gotta be really careful with her yeah. that's why she had to get rid of that long blonde hair because even then like she's just she's too appealing on another level she's like Candace LeRae appealing you see what I'm saying like she's on that level of the baby face charm but you don't want your stone cold type character to be like that you know and also that um I think she will eventually set the table for Bianca. Um, I think that's going to happen. I I really don't know, and it could be a quick thing with um, EO, where she will get the title for a hot second and it, you know give it right back. But I think she uh, EO will eventually get a run. Um, yeah, man, that's pretty much it, man. I I, I, I think Bianca's going. Uh, I think Bianca and Keith. I think Keith Lee's losing this shit. Actually, think Keith Lee's losing this shit to uh, Damian Priest, and I just gonna have to chase Damian Priest. I think Keith Lee and Bianca Belair are only with a SmackDown. Bro. I can see yeah. Bianca skipping. I can, I can say it's good as gone. I can say it's gone. I, 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 I stars and Keith Lee and Bianca Belair being two more black stars they could put on SmackDown. Hell yeah, they gotta go. They got Sasha over there, and I don't don't think I ain't seen them loading up on on the talent over there, right? <laughs> They yeah. loaded it up on certain talent over on SmackDown. I, but the only thing I hate is they got some, they got some straight up, the, the contrast is straight up white dudes. King Corbin, Kofi Kingston. Like, come on, man. Like, can we have somebody in between? Something? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I... I takes all types. Give me another type. Give me a tweener. She can, um... Bianca can skip. She actually doesn't need the title. She could probably skip and get on either Raw or SmackDown, whichever one it is. But... <sighs> My time is coming. It might be on Raw, though. True. Yeah. I need to get up out of here. Um, before we go, 
if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the world on Twitter and on Facebook. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at the real Jeff versus the world. Uh, Sean, I appreciate you hollering at me, telling me, hey, we need the podcast. It's been a long time, maybe too long. <laughs> so it was good to get back on here and talk. Uh, I hope you and your family are safe throughout this madness that's in the world. Uh, yeah. And uh, everybody. Yeah, I hope you're safe too, man. We good. We good, you know. Yeah. Every, everybody just uh, wash your hands, stay six feet apart, and <laughs> be safe. But anyway, we're going to get out of here until next time. I am out. Peace.